welcome folks to another episode of That's Anita Live, the talk show dedicated to providing emotional healing to help you create a happier life. This week we're talking how to crack the code on healthy eating. My guest is in for a rough interview. Her name is Andrea Norell, a nutritionist here to educate us on how our lifestyles and nutrition go hand in hand. She's a nutritionist that helps the nine to fiver eat healthy. Yes, yes. I'm a nine to fiver and nothing I eat <laughs> is healthy. Really? I get breakfast and lunch out of the vending machine. Oh, no. And no. dinner comes from the frozen fruit section. Okay. Okay, so. We got the help. Okay, so here I am. What's next? So, what I really want. Um, women or men to really understand when mm -hmm. you're working is that this is a lifestyle change and so everything in your life connects to your eating habits and your choices okay. and so nowadays we're very busy especially if you work nine to five you know I work those same hours mm -hmm. so I can understand especially in this area when it's commuting yes you know we're yes. on the road Traffic at least two crazy. hours a day mm -hmm. traffic is crazy mm -hmm. and so really um, my focus when I'm working with clients is meal planning how can we incorporate healthy meals through meal planning into your life um, even hour by hour and it really just takes sitting down um, and combing through your schedule combing through what your day is actually going to look like and you know most of us we're not in the habit of doing that no mm-hmm <laughs> no. Exactly. When so. what whatever is near to me. Exactly. Like most people is is even the folks that I know with kids mm -hmm. and they're married still and, and they bring their lunch. Mm -hmm. Still somehow they end up either with fast food mm -hmm. or something out of that vending machine. Yeah. Well, really, it's it goes back to biology because if we don't plan, you know, like the saying goes, if we don't plan, we plan to fail. Mm -hmm. And so when we're not planning, our bodies then dictate what choices we make because it's in it for survival. It's, it's saying you can do whatever you want, but I'm going to survive. And so you crave whatever is around you. And typically, whatever whatever is going to get your blood sugars up, mm -hmm. whatever is going to get your energy up mm -hmm. immediately, those are the things that are high in sugar, that are high in fat, because they give you that immediate rush to get your body levels and energy back to normal. Now, what about all of these horror stories that we see on the internet mm -hmm. that there is no food, that, that, that food as we knew it 20 years ago does not exist today as far as mm -hmm. the nutrition is concerned mm -hmm. because uh, most of the meat isn't grass-fed, it's, mm -hmm. it's the food that the animal eats is not natural. Yeah. So then what we get from the animal is not natural. Mm -hmm. Whether it's milk, meat, cheese. Mm -hmm. So we argue in my office <laughs> because I, I say what you're eating is not food either. Right, right. Well, a what, lot is, of, what does the nutritionist say? A lot of that conversation, we have to go back to where we were 20 years ago, for instance, and where we are now. Okay. Technology has changed. Mm -hmm. We have to think about environment. We have to think about 
um, you know, global warming. We have to think about when it rains. We have to think about, you know, it's it's all these different factors, the okay. farming industry. And so when we say, okay, food isn't the same as it was 20 years ago, <laughs> it is changed. You know, our lives have changed. You know, what we demand from our food to last longer, you know, in, in, our, in our refrigerators that mm -hmm. are in our cupboard, mm -hmm. whereas before maybe we were cooking more. And so there wasn't that demand to have a certain type of, you know, preservative in our food. But now, because we're working longer and, you know, food spoils a lot faster and then that's dollars and that's money. Mm. So it's all a trickle effect as to where we are now with technology and, you know, where we've grown our food and our food industry mm -hmm. grows with that. So have you always been involved in or interested in healthy eating? I have. Um, so it's, it's a funny, it's well, not funny story. <laughs> It's, it's kind of interesting when I think back as to how this all happened. Okay. I remember when I was in the first grade. I, I don't know how I remember this, but we went on a field trip <laughs> to the grocery store. Okay. And I remember thinking to myself, I, I, again, it's crazy. I remember thinking to myself, I saw an eggplant and I was like, I wonder what this does to your body. I remember that question in my head. And then I kind of let it go. And then I remember as I got older, you know, going grocery shopping with my parents. And I remember my parents just having all this like junk food in the cart. And I would be the one like, why do we have all this junk food? And like picking stuff out the cart and putting like fruits and vegetables in the cart. And so um, as I got older, my mother had a daycare and I used to do her menus for the daycare. And so from, from that field trip to really just being more aware of what we're eating, eating and then doing the menus. Are you the only That's child? How, no, I'm the oldest of six six children between my parents. So I'm sure your younger siblings, when you started <laughs> hollering, why it's all this junk food? And they were like, well, yeah. if you don't want it, I <laughs> Nobody asked, doing it for nobody everybody asked else. you nothing. No, leave were, me in my skittles. Uh, yeah, I mean, and we're our family. We we like we like you know the snacks and the junk food, and that's what I try to tell people. You know, it's not about never having those foods. You know, there is room. We just want it's a it's a balancing act for sure. So it's it's not to say it's an absolute like you can never have chips or you can never have this, but whoa. You know, when you're when you're when that consumes okay i haven't had lunch and it's two o'clock and i'm hungry and that's the meal i eat that's where we have that's where the work can 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 start okay so then let's start the work <laughs> you ready start with the first meal of the day mm -hmm. breaking the fast yes breakfast what is your suggestion well eat breakfast <laughs> a lot of people skip it yeah we do a lot of people skip it and their first meal isn't until about 11 or 12 o'clock. And so a lot of people don't realize, you know, as soon as they're, they assume, oh, I ate some breakfast. But then when we actually sit down and go through, okay, what, what time did you eat breakfast? It's like, oh, 11, 12. Okay, so that really was lunch. So you slept from 12 o'clock <laughs> and you didn't eat until lunchtime. You had a small lunch maybe okay. from the vending machine, you know, now you're commuting home. It's about four o'clock, four thirty. You're mm -hmm. commuting home. Mm -hmm. You're frustrated. You're stressed out. You know, maybe cursing people out on so the road. So can food affect your blood that? sugar is low. Yes. And when your energies are low, when your energy is low, um, it's an indication that your blood sugar is low, and so your mood shifts because you know the term hangry. Mm. You're hangry, and so you're lashing out because your body is like, I need, I need some type of energy. 
So instead of popcorn, nine o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. what should I be eating for breakfast? So you what can is, have oatmeal. Mm. You don't like oatmeal? You can put some fruit in it. Put a little bit of brown sugar. Jesus. <laughs> some fruit. Y'all can have oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what do you like? Yeah. <laughs> Popcorn. Y'all can have oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, cereal. You can have hard-boiled eggs. You can have an omelet. What about just dry cereal with no milk? You could have dry. It depends on what kind of dry cereal. If we're talking about Fruit Loops, I wouldn't just eat Fruit Loops with no milk. Oh, no. It's a lot of sugar. That's why we're eating it. <laughs> well, you want your meal to be complete. Because what are some cereals that don't have a lot of sugar? Um, Cheerios, Honey Nut Cheerios, Chex, Shredded Wheat, Ooh. Frosted. Even the Frosted kind is better than regular Fruit Loops. Okay. Not, you're not feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then you, you mentioned a hard-boiled egg. Mm-hmm. Or omelet. Okay. With vegetables in it to fill you up. And then here in the D.C. area, mm -hmm. we really have no excuse mm -hmm. because most of our buildings have cafeterias. They do, yeah. And those cafeterias are open mm -hmm. for breakfast and, and lunch. They are, and they have good options, too. So, it, and that's the thing. It's, a, it's about, okay, making the choice to say it's a, it's a conscious effort, you know. And a lot of times when, when we're talking about the busy, you know, nine-to-five schedule, you know, we work through our meal times. You know, when I first started practicing, um, me and my other colleagues, we would skip lunch or we would skip breakfast mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. we're working through that. And until there was a conscious decision to say no at 8.30, even if it's just 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes, mm -hmm. we're gonna get something on the go and we're gonna stop and we're gonna eat. Mm. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, and that's the part that gets hard, trying to fit it in your schedule. So a lot of times when we're given with that knee-jerk reaction to say, okay, I've, um, I've skipped my lunch now, what do I eat? You grab the thing closest to you versus, you know, again, with meal planning, you plan it out. Even if you only have 20 minutes, since you plan it out, it's typically healthier and you can eat it within 20 to 30 minutes and help hopefully stay on track. <laughs> Your face is like. <laughs> Y'all, these options are just not tantalizing to the taste buds. Mm -hmm. And your taste buds can change. I mean, once once you get into that habit, okay. it, it'll change. It'll it'll change. So now let's talk about the mindset shift mm -hmm. for breakfast. Mm -hmm. Because as you said, one, most of us don't eat it. Right. And those of us that do eat it do not eat it healthy. Right. So what? happens or what are some of the habits that we can take on to help us make that mind shift change mm -hmm. to have a healthy breakfast? Um, one of the things um, I encourage people to do is to slow down in the morning. Um, maybe it's, you know, and I and I'm talking to myself too, um, so maybe it's getting up a half an hour earlier, Woo! you know, to say, all right, um, I'm going to get up and I'm just going to, even if it's just sitting in the bed, and just sitting there for a second. And then you have time to think about, okay, what is the next step? Um, I also encourage to plan your meals the night before. So even like a horrible egg or um, planning your, if you want an omelet or if you want oatmeal, even taking it to work in a sandwich bag and saying, okay, I'm gonna take it with me and I already have it prepared. So you wanna set yourself up that it's an automatic habit 
versus, you know, in the morning you, you want to be on autopilot. It's hard, to, <laughs> it's hard, at least for me it is. It's very hard for me to think about what is, what's supposed to happen when it's six o'clock in the but morning. No, because it's speak to flow and out the door in yeah, 20 minutes or less. Exactly. So you need everything to run mm -hmm, on autopilot mm -hmm. and to set yourself up. It's close out. We just grab the food in the fridge mm -hmm. and we're out the door. Mm -hmm. Because by the time you come to, it's 930 and like you're a little bit, you know, <laughs> with it. And you're like, oh, I haven't had breakfast, you know? Mm -hmm. And by that time, it's like, all right, well, I'll just wait till lunch. For so. me, is I get to my desk and a lot of the people that sit around me telework. Mm. So when they're in the office, if my stomach growls, then I'll go and grab something from the machine. Yeah. But if my stomach doesn't growl, I don't really feel like yeah. it, it'll be two o'clock before I eat anything. Mm -hmm. And I will not yeah. even have realized it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing you want to you want to prevent. Okay, now that my stomach is growling, now it's eat. <laughs> that's the point. It's like I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. I feed you, I feed you. <laughs> right. It's like we're 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 making our last our last ditch effort here. That's what your body is saying. So we'll be right back with more from the good nutritionist. On we covered breakfast, so when we come mm -hmm. back, we will do lunch and dinner. What if I told you? that you could stop the negative tape from playing inside your head. What if, with seven simple steps, you could leave the pain of the past behind and live every day as your true, authentic self? It is possible, and you can do it. The ebook, Seven Simple Steps to Beat Emotional Baggage, How to Become Whole, Healed, Healthy, and Happy, shares how to resolve emotional baggage and feel free to live true to your own personality, spirit, and character. Transform negative thinking into positive thinking and become equipped to boldly face your past and resolve emotional pain. Get your free copy at thatanitalive.com slash ebook. And we're back with Andrea the expert nutritionist and we did breakfast before the break yes we talked about breakfast so now lunch lunch which is difficult because there are fast food options everywhere mm-hmm mm -hmm. how do you eat what you brought versus buying what you want yeah for lunch? and that can be a difficult one especially you know and it's holiday time or it's a birthday party mm -hmm. and there's so many appetizing options mm -hmm. and you're like I don't know if I want this sandwich <laughs> today <laughs> <laughs> um, but the way you know to combat that is you know don't put so much pressure on yourself to you know say I have to eat what I brought but maybe you could split it up and say okay I'm gonna have a mid-morning snack as my lunch okay. you know participate in you know the party or the celebration mm -hmm. um, without overindulging because maybe you had something in your lunch an hour before and then after the party before you go home on your you know hour commute mm -hmm. <laughs> have the rest mm -hmm. of your lunch and then that'll hold you over until dinner so you can split up your lunch if you brought it um, again it goes back to that planning stage too so planning it the night before and also you know I want to encourage people not to feel like they have to um, plan every single day of the week um, typically with my clients I tell them to start with the meal that is your most challenging um, of the week for instance for me it's dinner 
dinner, I, I cannot think of a dinner to save my life. So that's the one I have to plan. Lunch, you know, I'm pretty good with. So if lunch is your trouble spot where you never mm -hmm. eat it mm -hmm. or you never know what to get, focus just on that for the week and then you'll learn, okay, this is the types of choices I can have for breakfast and then dinner will follow. Eating according to your blood type. Hmm. What does that mean? Well, there's research that doesn't necessarily conclusively say that eating according to a blood type can mm -hmm. help or not. Um, you know, it really is just, you know, where we're going in nutrition with, um, you know, genetic coding to kind of laser pinpoint um, when it comes to DNA, what are, what are certain types of foods that would work optimally in your body. And so um, there's various ways to test um, what, what types of foods you may be sensitive to okay. when it comes to weight or when it comes to, um, you know, your metabolic panel. Um, so that if we know what foods are causing certain things to maybe be difficult for you, we can then say, okay, why don't you try eliminating this type of food? Even though it may be what we consider to be healthy mm -hmm. to everybody else, um, for your particular body or for your particular DNA, um, it may not be, um, may not be helpful. So it's not necessarily according to blood type, but more so your overall genetic code. What's it like working with a nutritionist? Working with me. Mm -hmm. um, like I, I come into you when I say I've got yeah. some very unhealthy eating habits. Mm -hmm. Go. Well, the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to comb through your diet. We're going to comb through your day. Um, and a lot of people, you know, they can be hard on themselves thinking that they make no healthy choices at all. <laughs> You know, and I think I think a lot of the information has us, you know, in our head a lot mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and beating ourselves up to say, oh, my gosh, I'm not healthy. I don't eat healthy. And so we comb through, OK, what are what are your choices? And nutrition is very personalized, right, because we come from different cultures. Right. We have a different lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some of us have kids, some of us don't, mm -hmm. you know. And so the way we we live our lives isn't meant to be a one size fit all type of life lifestyle and so neither is your nutrition so we comb through your diet and then we we focus on maybe one goal that we're going to work on when it comes to your eating habits so for instance if you never eat breakfast that's okay. the that's the that's the goal that we're going to work on first and then we can pick apart other goals to say okay now that we've mastered that mm -hmm. how can we move on to the next thing because we really want it to stick okay. and so if I tell you do this 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 and this and you know it's not a habit at that point you know you might be unsuccessful because it's too it's too overwhelming and you don't know how to really incorporate it into your daily life and it becomes difficult overwhelming and then I just quit exactly and then that's where the frustration cycles again what is the average time range that someone works with you um, typically, I recommend about three months, and so we have about um, two sessions a month. Um, so within that 90-day period, um, I work with your physician or your doctor, um, and we look at um, different factors. And so we really should, see, depending on what your goal is, mm -hmm. within that time frame, we see um, a lot of good changes and um, habits really formed um, to carry through. What's your opinion of this? This newest, latest fad diet, the keto diet. Yes, um, <laughs> um, it's a lot of information. Um, got, I got 
five people in my office on the keto diet. Yeah, so. Now from popcorn every day. I know. So <laughs> I, I see it a lot. Um, so the keto diet really was a diet or is a diet that is meant to treat seizures. Um, we don't know the exact mechanism as to how it works, um, but the body uses, in the ketogenic diet, the body uses fat as the main source of energy, mm. and it really helps to reduce seizure activity neurologically. There is some research um, coming out now that it may help with Alzheimer's um, okay. and different neurological conditions. So that was then. Fast forward now, um, a lot of, we have seen um, studies and research to show that it can support with weight management um, mm. and, and weight loss. Um, but, you know, just as a lot of fad diets, you know, sometimes information can, you know, come mm. out in various ways and people can run with it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I encourage people, if you are gonna follow the ketogenic diet, it is a very strict diet and you should be under the care and supervision of a dietitian and a physician. Um, because there are nutritional deficiencies that can develop um, if it's not done correctly. So like I said, you shouldn't you shouldn't just be willy nilly <laughs> randomly doing the ketogenic. There are diet. five people in my office currently doing the keto diet, mm -hmm. and it's and you know and I know people on it too, and and I and, and you it's really education. Like you have to you know it's it doesn't have to be a dangerous diet, but again, if you're not following up with your care, one person started it because of his blood sugar. Okay. Okay. He went to the doctor. He was pre-diabetic. Mm -hmm. So he jumped on the keto. Yeah. Lost a whole lot of weight. Mm -hmm. So now the other people in the office are saying, or oh, see that. right. Mm -hmm. Right. They see that change in him mm -hmm. and they want the same results. Right. Are they guaranteed to get the same results? I wouldn't say it's a guarantee. Um, it's quite possible that they could, but because it's a very low carbohydrate diet, blood sugars do have to be monitored. So if you're somebody that already suffers from low blood mm -hmm, sugar, mm -hmm. um, you may need to be more closely monitored if you're going on a low carbohydrate diet, which carbohydrates directly affect your blood sugars. So. Again, and that goes back to it's personalized, it's individualized. So it's not to say that the results aren't real or that they can't happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to promote that you can't do right. it. Um, but I think it's the safest way, you know, um, you know, I put safety first. So the safest way is just you need to be under supervision <laughs> and care. <laughs> because it, it can get out of hand. Not just selected it off the internet and no, say, hey, I'll try this no, one. No, no. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't you can't Google all the answers. Okay, so mm -hmm. a healthy choice for lunch. Mm -hmm. So healthy choices for lunch. Um, of course, salad, but you want to add some protein, you know, so you want to do maybe a salad with some chicken, um, lots of vegetables. That's a really good time um, if you're not used to eating vegetables or you really don't like fruits and vegetables. That's a really good time to pack them in um, because they can fill you up and keep give you that feeling of fullness. Um, you can have leftovers from dinner for lunch. Um, you can have, of course, you want the lean proteins. You know, the thing I, I tell people, you know, you don't want to just have like all carrots for, for lunch or something and the, or have like all cookies. Like you, you need to kind of mix it together. So if you're having pizza, for instance, mm -hmm. um, maybe have a salad with it um, versus just pizza alone in a cookie and a soda. Have some salad with it um, and that will um, help you decrease the amount of slices of pizza you eat. So mix and match it. Again, for lunch, I really do push for fruits and vegetables during that time. Mm. Yeah. I'm glad we don't work in the same office. 
Now let's talk, now let's talk about. I don't judge, so let's I will say talk that. about dinner. Mm -hmm. Should dinner be the heaviest meal of the day? I don't recommend so because we're we're slowing down. I recommend lunch your heaviest meal. Dinner um, we're slowing down typically. Now if you know. Um, if you're a person that works out in the evening, mm -hmm. that may be a different story. Okay. Um, but typically, you know, we're getting the kids ready, you know, for the next day. We're kind of in the house. We're, you know, in this area, you may not want to do anything <laughs> after work, <laughs> after you get home. Mm -hmm. um, so we're slowing down and um, our bodies aren't as metabolically active when we're slowing down. And this could be any time, any time of the day, depending on your activity schedule. Um, so again the typical nine to fiver slows down in the evening so um, having something a little bit lighter um, you know it could be it could look similar to lunch okay. um, but try to eat your dinner meal at least two hours prior to you going to bed so the same thing mixing and matching the lean proteins um, you could have you know uh, a lot of my clients actually like to do smoothies and shakes um, you know some people aren't big dinner eaters um, mm -hmm. and again just from my personal story I don't my dinner it, if I don't plan it out I'm at a fat I'm at Chick-fil-a fast food I'm mm -hmm. somewhere mm -hmm. where maybe I'm not supposed to be but um, <laughs> that's not you know <laughs> But, and it, it depends on the choices that you, that you get at the fast food places. So, you know, it, you know, it could be a really challenging meal because if you, again, if you don't plan for it, mm -hmm. it it's okay, I'm hungry, I just got off 4.95 and what am I gonna eat? So, yeah, making mm. it a little bit lighter, um, but it could be similar to lunch. Now, why two hours before mm -hmm. bedtime? So that is, again, the metabolic. So you're slowing, your body is slowing down and you're not, readily going to burn it off when you're asleep um, and so when you're not burning anything your metabolism can slow down so we want to keep our bodies in a you know metabolic you know we say metabolic burning mm -hmm. machine mm -hmm. and so when you're eating um, and you go right to bed you're not in that state so we don't burn as much when we're sleeping or we don't burn right. any at all as much there is um, there is your body is using fuel when you are asleep mm -hmm. but at a much lower rate so a good, healthy dinner choice would mm -hmm. be? Um, I would do chicken. You could do chicken, baked or grilled. You can do a vegetable. There's green beans, broccoli, cauliflower. There's potatoes. We like sweet potatoes, regular potatoes. Um, so those are kind of model it like that. You now, could have are, steak. You could are have frozen salmon. foods a good choice? Frozen foods are actually a good choice. I like those better than canned. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the prepared food that's frozen. Oh, frozen foods like TV dinners. Yeah. <laughs> well. Like you pop it in the microwave and four minutes later, dinner is ready. Yeah. <laughs> They're good. They're, and that's what we were talking about when, mm -hmm. you know, we're talking about just environment and lifestyle. But I usually don't like to recommend, even though I like the concept, mm -hmm. um, I usually don't recommend them because they have a very high sodium amount mm -hmm. because of the preservatives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially for African-Americans, we, um, our requirement is much lower than the general population. And that is one way that it can skyrocket almost immediately. And so as hard as it is to decrease your sodium intake because it's in everything, um, you know, staying away from TV dinners is, is one of the ways you can just cut out 
probably about 50% of, of that intake, so. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> eating good food helps you feel good inside. As Andrea said, eating healthy will give you more energy, confidence, better health, and peace of mind. Pursue your life with purpose and passion by choosing what you eat carefully. If you want to learn how to connect the dots between your eating habits and its effect on your everyday life, find the expert nutritionist on Facebook yes. under Andrea Norell. Be sure to check out that and eatalive.com for where and when to see our next episode.